0: Welcome to Bookish Podcast with Now, a podcast about books ish. A quick disclaimer before we start there may be some spoilers, so please save the episode for later if you don't want any. And also, please follow us on social at We Are Bookish Pod. We hope you enjoy. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah. I don't, I don't, it feels like it, it's. feel like it's been a while since we've last done this but is it well just us yeah I mean we have had a bit of a delay to be fair but also we did an interview didn't we if you haven't already listened go check it out um but yeah I was like quite excited actually yeah to talk uh to you (laughs) yes exactly yes because um as kath was saying our last episode was with um center rich who wrote hotel 21 and it was a very enjoyable chat it's a great book so you should just read but actually me and kath haven't really spoken much recently
1: because i feel like um...
0: summer schedules are coming into play now a little bit now it wasn't because of summer schedules it's because of deadlines um because of work but now now we've yeah, got summer scheduled. Right even now. then, like, I was away a couple of weekends, wasn't I? So yes. that does that sort of like. But I'm seeing you on my birthday. Next week. Yeah. Literally um, next week. Literally next week. And then we're going, we've got all sorts of fun things planned, to be fair, for the Summer's summer. Summer's looking together. good. It is. Summer's looking very good. Yeah, I know it is. I'm excited. I went to my first festival, not ever. I've been to many festivals say- before <laughs> I've said that. I, but say, what? I went with someone who's only ever been to one other festival before. And that was it. Chris, like I think it was Wireless. And I was like, you've only been to Wireless and nothing else. He's like, no. I was Prepare. like, fair. Prepare to get your mind blown. I know. But um, I guess some people just... I don't know I did loads of festivals when I was like 18 so I guess like some people don't do that do they so then yeah, yeah. I I don't think I started going to festivals until I was in like my early 20s and it would it probably would have been wireless I've since then evolved into quite the <laughs> festival fairy um and I've been to a you yeah. you're you're a hardcore fan. I haven't been to as many festivals as you but I've been to a few I mean, yeah. I've been to, like, Reading. I went to V Festival. V Festival was actually so fun. I had a great time at V Festival. <laughs> do they still do V Festival? I don't name? know. But when I oh, went, Seraphonic played can... and Beyonce. So Beyonce. No. Um, yeah. I know. I know. That's what made me think of it. Um, and, like, I think it was, like, Emily Sunday or something. But oh it was was like She was pretty good live, to be fair. I bet she um, was. And Snow Patrol, I saw Snow Patrol. But that was a different year. I saw Snow Patrol. It's insane, because when people ask me, who have you seen? Like, oh, you've been to Coachella. who have you seen? And I can never remember, like, I've seen so many. When you go to enough festivals and gigs, because you've been to plenty as well, sometimes it's hard to remember how many or people you've actually seen live, like, big and small. Like, um, I've seen Lizzo a handful of times. I've seen... When I went to Coachella the first time, um, Radiohead were the headliners. And they That's played cool. Creep and they hadn't played Creep anywhere alive in years. So It was such really? a big moment for them to have done that because they refused to play it normally. Oh. So, um, yeah, I saw Beyonce at Coachella. To be fair, when I went to, actually, you're going to see Khalees on, um... you're going to, what's her face on you? Mighty Hoopla. Mighty Hoopla, yeah, yeah, I think she's there on that date, yeah. Because I saw her across the chat, and oh. she. But then we left because because No worries was on, and like everybody else was at No worries like that I was with. So me and Tom went to see Khalees and then she was just doing like there was too many people, and, like you couldn't get to the crowd. There was yeah. too many people, and then she started doing Millionaire, oh. and then she got to the rap, and she Jesus. didn't do the rap, and everybody else was doing the rap. And she <laughs> didn't do it. And then she just moved on to another song. And me and Tom were like, what? It was so weird. I don't so know. There are cheese that are rats. Whatever that are rats, yeah. there the are cats. everyone in the crowd basically did the whole, yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to explain, I was to my friend at work and I was to like, whatever there are rats, there are cats. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> She was like, What song are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a millionaire. Such a good song, though. Oh, oh my God. Okay. I'll let you know if she doesn't. Well, I'll let you know if she does it or not. Maybe she does. It was does. weird. But then we left the crowd because cause basically we wanted to like reunite with our friends. Otherwise, we were like, We're not going to be with them for the headliner. So. Uh, who was the headliner? No worries. Um, It's Anderson Paxley. Uh-huh. New... Yeah. Oh. It wasn't very good, actually. The sound was really bad i like Anderson, so i saw anderson i saw anderson packing can that sounds really fucking pretentious sorry um sort of but i did so <laughs> when we so we spoke about can briefly on our episode of cleo and frankenstein cleopatra and frankenstein i feel like we mentioned it because she talks about Canned Lions and Frank winning the Canned Lions yeah that was such a weird like crossover of lives in that set yeah wait am I reading a book about work or (laughs) because I said it I felt for me it took me out of it a little bit because it just felt it felt too close to home but essentially (laughs) essentially that is like a big advertising festival an award show and Part of it, like they have loads of media partners and owners, like Spotify and Meta and Twitter and all the likes. They all take a spot on the beach on the Quazet in Cannes. Um, and Spotify normally have some sort of gig or concert. And um, They did have Anderson, but not as no one. They had him under his like movie disposed seventies DJ. name. he's got. He must. He must literally so many aliases. He, but he must be so busy. We were talking about it. We were like. I think one year he did like six albums or something. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. But there we go. That's oh that was I saw. But I tell you, it was good. Have you ever seen the Ezra Collective live? No, I haven't. Good. So fun. Like if you ever get if you ever at a festival and they're playing, you should go yeah, it's okay. really really fun. Yeah. Noted. Noted. Um, I'm looking yeah. up Anderson Pact aliases. <laughs> <laughs> It's, so but it's funny because they were like, no worries, and then nice. they just had a massive letters next to it, Anderson Pack. Because <laughs> obviously, you no know, one's like, <laughs> not that many people know who No, no worries is. I mean, I didn't, to be fair. Milk? No, Silk so Sonic's the thing that he does with Bruno Mars, isn't it? Oh, who fucking knows? Anyway, matter. it doesn't matter. He's got some cool things and my boss was really excited. No, not really excited. He was very impressed by the DJ set he did at Cannes. Basically where that's basically what that story was going. Cute. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to um, flashing my boss and his wives. Uh, so no, it's on the, the DJ booths on Spotify. Just me <laughs> and them. <laughs> They're cool. They're really cool. He went to go see Beyonce yesterday. and He absolutely loved his life. Did he? Yeah. Aww. You're going. That'll be you. I want my Beyonce experience to be better than it was at b Fest. And I promise you I it will be the I next do, time we go. Have a bad Beyonce experience, guys. Not I'm not I'm not insulting the Queen, but I just I her performance at V Festival was like this was years ago. This was like this was probably ten years ago. I think it's 2013. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Terrible year for music. I don't know if it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to be with, like, proper, like, you need to go with Babin. <laughs> you need to go with, like, proper, like... Well, the people with- I was with were, like, proper Beyonce fans. Oh, that's really But, nice. I mean, I think it was just, I think maybe she's just not a good festival act in the sense of, like... Well, there's just a lot to play. Like, she was 45 minutes late. She would like, six costume changes. But she was late, so she didn't do a whole set. So that was a bit annoying. And then, and I don't know why she was late. It could have been anything. And then yeah. it also was raining. And we'd been stood there for, like, five hours waiting for her. So, like, I think it was a um, combination. Like- yeah. She's obviously incredible. But, like, you know, that was just my experience of seeing her. But it looks, I've seen the videos of this tour. It looks really good. Yeah, I just, I love the TikToks of people just flying to Sweden. That, that was... <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> I've seen so people fun. flying to the States for Taylor Swift. Not to compare Taylor Swift to Beyonce. I'm not doing that. But the tour, like, content on TikTok is, like, Beyonce and Taylor Swift, right? And I've yeah. seen people flying to the States for Taylor Swift. Well, they were saying that. They are going to be the first two artists that hit a billion in revenue for touring. And if it's the two two women or two artists, uh, that I'm not sure, of, but definitely they're they're going to be the first. Wow, Taylor Swift only done her US tour because Beyonce's is global, isn't it? Yeah, but it doesn't include Asia. So it's not quite global. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it'd be in. It'd be interesting that they both do it, and they're just very different people, very different performers. Um. Oh yeah, those those two going to be very different. but. I feel like the the dedication of the fans. That's why. That's why the TikToks are popping up. <laughs> it's been like brilliant. It. It's honestly been brilliant. Anyway, we digress. We digress. What has been going on in your life, Catherine? Um, what has been going on in my life? I. <laughs> loads, but nothing. You know when you sit like sometimes I speak to my nan on FaceTime, and yeah. she's like, "Tell me what's going because she's she's really old. She's a hundred. My nan's a hundred, and which is really cool to be there. Um, she got a letter from the king. Just saying. Um, <laughs> she's <laughs> like, "Can you just tell me what's going on in your life, please? And I'm like, uh, "I went to work today, and then I. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in your life? Sorry, I'm just started eating a sweet, guys. I'm really sorry. Um, get that sugar down, you. I'm gonna get hungry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll tell you my hungry story in a sec. But you tell me what's going on in your life first, because it was quite a story. Uh, oh, so guys, you know, at the beginning of the year, I said I was doing this thing called High which is a fitness competition. It is the ultimate fitness functional. What do they call it? The ultimate race and fitness testing, something like that. And At the beginning of May, I had my race and I completed it as a doubles partner with my friend Laura, and it was oh. fantastic. It was. Um, oh. I said they would give you like updates as we were going, and now I thought actually I should probably talk about it because it's happened and there wasn't really the opportunity to talk about it before because we recorded um, in advance, or and then we had me the chat. It, guys. I got the inside scoop. So. Yeah. So it was a pretty like um I would so Kath knows because I was kicking myself a lot before my race the at the beginning of April I had gotten a chest infection and basically I was out for the count for like three weeks um I didn't really let myself rest enough to get over it and so it prolonged the infection um and so I would say by the time I got to my race day I was probably about 90 80, percent 80, like I wasn't a hundred percent basically. Um and it took a lot to rebuild. Like my one of the trainers that, you know, helped us like get into fitness to our best, um, fighting fit. He was like, What's happened three weeks ago? You were sailing and now you've just like regressed. and it's like, I've been sick. Yeah, but you know, when you're sick like shit like when I had COVID, I literally afterwards couldn't walk for like more than like 10 minutes for like three weeks do you know what I mean like sometimes and then you 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 get you get it back but it does take time it does take time and like I said I didn't really let myself recover I didn't give myself enough time to recover so that progress took longer um yeah. so my running times were slower than I wanted them to be because I wasn't like 100% net yeah, now listen, I'm back guys. to running times that I would normally be I'm doing no, but right. listen listen to me guys right Ellie would say this regardless she's too hard on herself the <laughs> fact that she even did the challenge in the first place is incredible so mm-hmm. just stop stop putting yourself down you did a great job you're gonna do it again because you're a fucking lunatic. Oh, I am. I'm, <laughs> I am. I'm doing it again in November with Laura. We there was there was other things as well. Like we we didn't get to train as much as we wanted to together. Um and like now that we've done it once, like you know, you've just got the bug and we just want to like beat our time. Like I would say, we're above the um median, like the mean, the average. So we definitely like the average doubles women's partner we definitely beat that time but we we want to be inside like 120 so that's what i mean guys see what i mean which is really competitive and it was great it was like looking at all the videos back as well Um, you there's just me smiling as I'm running around the track, and my sister was just like, "You look like you were at ease, like the whole entire time." I was like, "I was just enjoying myself." I even had a little dance during one of the stations, but essentially to just remind everyone what High is. It's um, a functional fitness race. It's eight one-kilometer runs. And between each of those eight one kilometer runs, there is a functional movement that you have to do over a distance. By the way, guys, this is not sponsored by Hyrule. <laughs> this is not sponsored by High Rod. Why oh, is you're doing a podcast advert <laughs> Can I just say I ended up on their podcast though, because they interviewed me halfway around the track, like halfway into the race. They we like, she looks like she knows how to do a podcast. Let's, let's hit her up. <laughs> well, they asked me mental math questions, right? Like literally, they asked me what twelve. If somebody, me mental... I, no, if somebody so asked me because if somebody asked me that anyway, I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I literally was like, I. It's so funny. I look so confused. I'm like. Would you? What, what is twelve plus six? And I ran, I ran away afterwards. And my friend was like, "What's happened?" And like, they asked me what's past six is but maybe they asked me what time six. Is. What is twelve plus six? Al It's eighteen. Well it's done. 18, it's, 18, it's eighteen Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I was joking. I can do twelve plus six. I'm sure I could. It was. It was great. I'm doing it again in November. A lot of the people at my studio made world championships, and they had that literally last week um and they qualified and they did a really good job like I'm really proud of them I mean one guy at my studio oh bless him he um was in the middle he didn't even really get started and he ruptured his calf so he's oh, now no. actually, yeah, that sounds I know. Horrible. yeah 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 and then another guy who we were expecting to podium he you got sick the night before. So I was complaining about getting sick three weeks before, but imagine getting sick the night before. That's a thing. Stuff yeah. like that would really stress me out. I'd get like, I'm, I'm going to be out. I'd probably, <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no, I'm not going oh. to say that on podcast. <laughs> no, matter? no. Oversharing, because... <laughs> <laughs> See, my paranoia would be like, keep away from me, back off. I want no germs. Yeah, but I'm a bit like that anyway. I'm just like, you know what? When it comes to our Red Hot Chili gig, yeah. If anyone makes me sick for that, back the fuck off. Yeah, no, cause, no coughing. Uh, cause could, simply because we paid so much money. <laughs> yeah, it's like no coughing into the atmosphere around me, please. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I'm going to work from home today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally just like bubble. Mm. Um, but yeah, tell me. Do you um, want the hungry story? Yeah, I'll tell it really quickly, and then we'll talk about the book. But basically. Okay. I went to get my nails done. When I went to a fr- okay, so I went to a frame class. I did a yes. rebounding frame class. Look at me doing fitness. It's not just Ellie, guys. Where it actually, is. I've done like three fitness classes in the last six weeks. I anyway, love that for you. <laughs> I went to frame, and then I got my nails done. I was having like the most wholesome day ever. And then I was in Farringdon because that's where I went to get my nails done because it was on Treatwell. Long story, but. I went to get to the station and there was just like crowds and crowds of... um I was already hungry before the frame class. Then I got my nails done and I didn't have food. So then I'm like scrambling. I went to the train station to get to my boyfriend's, right? I couldn't get to the train because there were so many football fans all in orange t-shirts. I was like, what the hell is going on? Who is that? Luton Town. And they like Thanks. went up to the next division or something. Apparently it was really massive. But anyway, they were playing in Wembley as well, apparently. Well, I was in Farringdon and I was like... For context for anyone that doesn't know London, Farringdon and Wembley are simply not close to one another. Maybe it's because it's on the Met line. Maybe could that be why? I don't know, yeah. but they're simply not close together, right?
1: So yeah. I was like, this is
0: so weird. And I said to my nail tech, I was like, what, what, what stadium is near here? Like, why are they here? But anyway, um, so then I had to get two buses. Right, instead. So I was a bit annoyed and it was hot. But I was I was getting really, really hungry, okay? And the two buses were like three times as long as like the twenty minute train that I was meant to get. Yeah. So I'm already really hungry. I get to my boyfriend's house and I'm like, have you got me a sandwich? And he's like, No, I didn't realise you wanted a sandwich. I thought we were gonna get it on the way. Because we were meant to go to a party, right? So we we're late. I'm like, ah. So we go to Morrison's and he's like, You go and get your sandwich, okay? And bone in mind okay, also context, I like rolled my ankle on the way to the bus because I was running for it as well. So I was like oh. fuming so I go to get my sandwich, I take one bite, and I drop it on the floor, my whole sandwich, I don't even, don't ask me how, I don't know how it happened, but it was simply like something out of a TV show, right, I dropped it on the floor, and then these pigeons swarmed around me eating my sandwich, I just started crying, so Tom's in the shop getting like booze or whatever, whatever to take to the party, I'm just like, my my ears, my eyes just started leaking, like I didn't even like my facial expression didn't change. Or I just started crying. Tom walked walk out of the shop. And I just pointed and and I just pointed to the sandwich. And I was like, that's my sandwich. And I'm, I was just crying. And he just like, oh, he just turned around, went back into the shop. Came back with some muffins. But like, I was like threatening these pigeons because I was like eating my crisps. I got a meal deal naturally, right? Yeah. I'm eating my crisps. And these pigeons are coming towards me and I was like, Don't you dare get anywhere what? near me And then I realised there was like people round the corner just listening to me like cry about my sandwich and then threaten the p- like, pigeons. Do you know what that's the equivalent of?
1: What? If you had
0: a sandwich in your hand and a seagull came in and dipped your yeah. jacket. It, <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> it was it, like exactly the equivalent. It was exactly the London version of that.
1: But yeah. I was so honestly <laughs> Ellie, I,
0: I've never been more hungry Because I I do get hungry, and it was bad. But anyway, yeah. So then I had a muffin instead, and then that was fine. <laughs> well, I <got> <laughs> I but I blame to Luton Town FC or whatever for that. <laughs> so well, I'm still trying to work out what they did. Did they come into King's Cross then? I, well, Farringdon is a train station, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I suppose maybe you can go into Farringdon, yeah. From Luton, maybe. Oh, I bet oh, you can get out. the train from Luton to Farringdon and then you can probably get you can get the Met line to Wembley, can't you, from Farringdon? Yeah. I bet that's what happened. There you go, solved it. let I see. But the, there was like police there and she was like, I wouldn't go there if I were you. And I was like, okay. okay. I'll get the bus. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Two buses later. Two buses and a sandwich later. Well not a sandwich later. Not a sandwich. But anyway. Uh, I don't know how to segue what <laughs> yeah that's the segue that's the segue I want to it's okay. the sound of the police it's mm. the sound of the police woo, woo. <laughs> is there anything like that in So, in any of the books that you're reading at the moment <laughs> No. It's like, yeah there is actually <laughs> <laughs> Kath is making her way through the long, the short list and I think she's going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do but, it. No, I'm on book three. I've read uh, Ooh, Black Butterflies, mm-hmm. very good. Really enjoyed it. I read Tres, well enjoyed. Yeah, it's not an enjoyable topic, but it was good. Um, Trespassers, which is also very good, mm-hmm. and then I'm reading Fire Rush. Um, Which is good, but it's very heavy, so I'm struggling. Not struggling to read it in the sense of like that it's not good, but just like it's intense. slow. It, it's slowing you it down. Yeah, and then I've the only other one that I've got is Demon Copperfield. So, oh yeah. Um, so that's I am taking that on holiday. So I will I will have read four by the time the winner is. is on the short list. Five six. or six. Also, oh, that's just the pod, 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 and marriage portrait. But I don't think oh. I might if I get back from holiday, and I've read *Demon Copperfield*. No, it's not *Demon Copperfield*. It's *Demon Copperhead*, isn't it? Yes. I've lost the plot. *Demon Copperhead*. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then I might read *Pod*, but I'm not going to buy *Marriage Portrait* because it's a massive hardback. Shit, I'm competing at 11. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, okay. It's a big, yeah, it's a big, it's a big book, Demon Copperhead. They're all big books. Yeah. Well, Demon Copperhead, yeah, it is big. It's like 600 pages, isn't it? Yeah, it better be good, because that's what I'm taking on holiday. You'll inhale that, though. I, if it's it. gonna... I need to finish fire rush before I go because I'm not taking it with me. How long is that? It's heavy, but mm, it's it... like three hundred pages like. thing oh long. is it like is it like reading a short book that you think oh you're whiz through, but actually it takes some concentration. You don't get mm. through it as quickly as you, you do have can to concentrate because of the way it's written. You do have to concentrate that's why I got it on audio book mm. because I struggle when there's like dialect. Um, it's not hard to dialect. read yeah it's not hard to read but it's just you have to concentrate a little bit harder if that makes sense yeah i'm just um, not very good with it generally speaking i can't even do old-timey english that's why i don't like um, reading capital time yeah time. <laughs> old- <laughs> that's why i don't read classics because i cut my brain can't no that's fair it. that's totally fair yeah yeah it um, takes a while to get into it i feel i feel like you have to get like into it but yeah and, and this book that's also great this book's easy to read <laughs> oh my god so guys sorry it's taking us 25 minutes to get there but i hope you've appreciated so you're still with us <laughs> hello it with our chat um today we're going to talk about a book that we read in our book club called our wives under the sea by julia armfield um we both have a copy from backstory books in Balum that's so beautifully beautiful, I don't know. It's got sprayed edges and they're beautiful. It's the independent bookshop, Uh, what's it called? Edition. Oh okay. my gosh. I'm never lending it to anyone. Well, I say they lend it to my friends, that's a lie. Um, well, the thing um, is, I did choose to get this, I when I bought them, I was like, well, when I bought mine... They had signed copies, but they weren't sprayed. And I was like, "Mm, I feel like I might meet her one day, maybe. So I went for the sprayed. And I saw Kath sprayed one and said, can you get me the sign, please? (laughs) Yeah. I didn't want to settle for anything, Yes, And then I realised I might have to. And then then Kath came through. Always. Always. Always But basically, it's called Our Wives Under the Sea by Julia Armford. I think it's her first novel. I think she's produced, like, a selection of essays before produced, yes it's called like salt brain salt something uh here we go uh salt slow, salt slow. collection of short stories is um but this has another one is really really good like really enjoyed it it's a bit scary i'll read the synopsis shall i yeah okay When Leah finally returns after a deep-sea mission that ended in catastrophe, her wife, Mary, knows that something is wrong. Whatever happened in that vessel stranded on the ocean floor, Leah has carried part of it with her onto dry land and into their home. As Mary searches for answers to her wife's altered state, she must face the possibility that the woman she loves is slipping from her grasp. So I just want to say that I'm not very good with horror, and I didn't realise it was horror because we did it for book club and two people that we were at book club with were like, have, have read it before and they were like, yes, it's like romance, like, you know, it's a love story. And I was like, great, sign me up. I love a romance. It is really scary at times. It's like gothic. It's um, not gothic, but it's kind of like, it's like, oh, I don't know. It gives you, gives you the creeps. It's just chilling, chilling.
1: It's just yeah, very I think... spooky it
0: is it's a love easy. story you... though it, it, no it is sorry yeah no no it is sorry it's love, love it's a romantic horror yeah yeah a beautiful romantic horror yeah no it's a lovely it feels love like I feel like we yeah. like have got all these like adjectives and they're very conflicting but they they are exactly like yeah, but love and hate are very close to each other, aren't they? It's like a circle. It's, like it's a, a, circle. a thin line, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not a... like... It's like politics, isn't it? It's like a circle. <laughs> <It's> a circle. <laughs> you know, it's... A... But yeah, what were you going to say? I just... Oh, so it's someone from Stylist's bit essential and haunting. Maybe haunting, for what right word. And then someone haunting. from the time yeah. said weird... Weird and wonderful. I think they're very accurate descriptions. Deeply romantic and devastating. There you go. That's, we're just like the critics, though. We're just oh. describing how they're describing it. I don't know. Oh. I really loved this book because it centres around like love and loss and grief. It's open to interpretation. So really you could walk away and... Believe this is how it ended, or this is why it happened, or um, this is actually what's going on. There's so much that's open to interpretation. It really is, however, you decide you want to read the book or the story. Um, and I really like that. Sometimes I feel like with some books I do want like a definitive ending, but for this, I I don't feel like you need that because because it's centered so much around um, I think grief and and loss. That's like an open... It's a circle. It's never-ending. There's no definitive yeah. answer to any of that. I agree with you to an extent, but the only thing that I wanted a little bit more info on was the centre. Like, it annoyed me a little bit that they didn't really explain that. And I know yeah. I get I get wine or something, but, like, I didn't mind that we didn't really know what happened to her. Yeah. And that could be interpreted in many ways. That I was cool with, and I liked that, and I thought it was very poetic and blah, blah, blah. But... I didn't really like that we didn't really find out what actually happened at the centre because I was like, but what do you mean that they came back? Like, how did they come back? Like, who was behind it? You know? did, they, did they really come back? Well, that's okay. yeah. I, yeah. I was, that's, that's another thing. So basically how it goes, it goes between two narrative perspectives. You've got Miri and you've got Leah. Leah is the wife that went away to sea and then Miri is the one that's sort of left behind um, on the land. And it it tells their love story from like how they met to where they are now, and it goes through the process of what happens when Leah returns from the sea. Um, the sort of the six to nine months after that, um, Mm. and there's it's really interesting because you get these like little nuggets of information about Miri. You learn that she's a hypochondriac. Um you learn that she doesn't really tell anyone what's going on with Leah at home, which opens all these questions as to whether, like, um, mm. was Leah really that even happens. there? Did it happen? Is this yeah. happening? Um, you know, like, it's... it's. But then, obviously, you get Leah's side of the... Of Leah's perspective of her time under the sea and under the ocean and how she came to love the ocean so much... Also, just love that she loved the ocean. Um, yeah, sort of like connection to the nature and the things, yeah, that yeah. So, I found it really fascinating about the whole fact that we know more about space than we do about the deep sea. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like, that blew my mind. I guess if I really thought about it, I probably knew that already, but. It really did blow my mind. I was like, whoa, that's so scary. Yeah. There's... We know more about space. Well, and... we think we know more about space, whether we do or not. It's but like Yeah. Crazy. And the the way they structure them as well is like the different um so it's the different zones, isn't it? Of, um... Yeah. So there's the sunlight zone. I think it's like the deep or body, the depth of water, right? Um, How deep the ocean goes. Yeah, the midnight zone and then... There's like the abyssal zone. Paddle? Haddle? 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 Who knows? Oh, or God, there's zone. more actually. Abyssal yeah, abyssal, thing. and then hey, yeah, yeah, and it's like the different deep. So as we go through each zone, we get a deeper layer of their story, of their love story, of this grief, mm. of this loss. It's just, I feel like in every way, it's so poetic, um, of like them losing their minds and losing themselves and losing their physical bodies in in the end, and that's the more sort of gory horror horror elements to the book that. Talking about that's quite it's quite graphic as well, and the way in which yeah. those things happen as we see Leah sort of just um give herself to sort of, the well. I'm going to spoil it. Going to spoil it. Just spoiler. In the end, so oh, how do we how do we spoil it? In the end, what, Leah, returns <laughs> the <water>. <laughs> Leah returns to the water. What happened? Leah returns to the water as water. She sort of just becomes liquid. That's the only way to, like, mm. say it. She starts falling away. She starts becoming, like, this... Goes from, like, being a human and turning into some sort of, like, sea creature and then she ends up becoming part of the ocean. And she has this really beautiful scene at the end with Miri where she Miri takes her back to the ocean and, and sort of lets her go. And, um, mm. like, like, actually let her go. Um, but you see her sort of, like... Put like her eye pops out, and she gets all these scales and this silver skin, oh, and she the always eye has eye popping to... out thing. It was very You know what? When I went to buy your copy, actually, I spoke to the woman in the bookshop. Yeah, she's really nice. I really like her, and she was like. I said that was, because I was on the phone to you, Jemba. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, just trying it with my friend. I'm, I'm already like, I'm already reading it or something. And then she was like, oh, have, which bit are you at? And I was like, oh, I'm at the bit where she like starts throwing up water or something, or like water keeps, starts coming out of her mouth. She was like, oh my God, you're almost at this one bit that's absolutely horrific. Like, and I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then she was like, you'll know when you read it. And then I read that bit and I was like, she's talking about this. <laughs> It was just like I, I imagined a fish eye at that point. That's how I. Do you know what? This would make it. a really good horror movie, wouldn't it? Can it you was, imagine that? Yeah. It would be really eerie, like spooky. <sighs> I don't think I could watch it, <laughs> even though I know what's going to happen. She just. Oh, she just. Yeah, it's just. ooh. Um, they have this like they. I feel like they have a really beautiful relationship. They talk about family all day. How they meet? Yeah, I think it's a party, maybe. I can't remember. It is, um, it is like good the way, good. It's. Good. I like the way it's structured in that, like, you hear both perspectives and that, like, the, but the, sp- pers- oh, I can't speak. It's too late in the evening. Um, <laughs> the perspectives change and the time changes. So you learn about the now. But then also like back then as well, like before the mission and like how they their relationship came to be what it is and um how they got to this point and then you but you also have the parallel timeline of like the now and like the deterioration of Miri's condition. Um no, not Mary's condition, Leah's condition. Well Miri's as well, if you if you want to take a perspective that Mary's maybe deep in grief. Yeah, and she lost her mum as well. And she lost her she was, yeah. So. It's an interesting relationship she has with her mum. I think stops her from maybe communicating as effectively as she should. Mm, I mean, which is yeah. something that you explore with her friendship. Um oh I found I found that quote. But her, she's got a friendship with this um, this other person who's also yeah, Mm. They sort of like fuel each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then they don't communicate with each other in the best way. Um, I found I found the different layers. So they say there are five main layers of the ocean. At least if you go by scientific designation, the first is the epipelagic, epi-legi- epipelagic or sunlight zone, also known as the photic zone, which covers the distance between the surface at approximately six hundred feet beneath here is the only minimal pressure coral reefs and color color coral reefs color and pleasure divers the option to hold your breath and jump after that is the mesopelagic or twilight zone reaching an approximate three thousand feet at which point sunlight may still penetrate though beyond this drop comes the bathy pelagic or midnight zone and from here on you're down in the dark at around thirteen thousand feet and below, you pass through the apophibisolegic or abyssal zone, an area where an area whose name roughly translates for "no bottom," no light here, of course, and the temperatures are a little above freezing. Though you still encounter life, of a fashion, at this depth. Things come down this far and further, though they seldom come with blood and bones included. Once you reach depths of fifty. 13,000 feet, everything has a strange name but rarely a backbone, vampire squid and zombie worms and cosmic jellyfish and tripod fish and faceless customs and pelican eels. Creatures that live this deep are frequently solitary and only infrequently seen. There are big things down here, old things and certainly more of them than we know about. Almost every piloted dive to these depths has uncovered something new. Beyond this point, there is a final layer. Though so the furthest depths of the sea are fragmented and interspersed amongst trenches formed by tectonic subduction, where the plates of the earth, the plates of the earth cover the the earth coverage, and the older, denser plate is pushed down to beneath the lighter, creating fissures and places for things to drop deep. This layer is known as the Hadal Pelagic or hadal Zone, a name which speaks for itself, lying between roughly nineteen and thirty-six thousand feet. Much of this layer of water is unexplored, which is not to say uninhabited. It was it was difficult to tell exactly how far we had fallen without the system online to give us a read. I would, I suppose, have been entirely possible to hit the seabed without falling into one of the trenches, although looking out into the blackness, I believed almost without question that we had fallen as far as we could possibly go. It was difficult to imagine anywhere deeper than the place we had ended up that's pages 76 and 77 that was really long but yeah it was the different zones. can you read that to me before bed yeah sorry i've been the word no i really enjoyed it i need someone to read to me to go to sleep sometimes i get tom to tell me otter facts if i can't sleep it's very sweet he just tells me the same ones <laughs> why otters? <laughs> I don't know. I think one time I was like, I couldn't sleep, and I was like, "Can you tell me a fact?" He's got a bunch of useless information in his brain, oh, and awesome. he started telling me artifacts. He's got a significantly large number of artifacts in his brain for somebody who is not an animal expert. And <laughs> um, and now if I can't sleep, and he's there, I'd be like, "Can you tell me artifacts, please?" Oh. <laughs> There you go, that's an insight to my life. Back to the book. <laughs> oh, I'm such a sweet name, guys. You just um, have no idea. But um, I wonder if he'd still love me if my eye was water. I'm going to ask him that. You know, that question that's like, would you still love me if I'm a worm? I'm going to be like, would you still love me if my eye turned to water? <laughs> he's like, uh, he's going to be like, for God's sake. <laughs> um but yeah I think yeah I think <sniffs> today. just great yeah. there's, a... there's lots of good passages actually Yeah, yes. have you found one I found another one um yeah there's one here like there's when um Gina... Gina? Juna Juna G- Juna Junker what's her name no, the sister. Not the not the woman in the um uh, yeah. submarine. The sister, I can't remember her name. We always do this. Oh, the sister so of the one it. in the submarine. Yeah. Juna, it is Juna. She says um to Mary. She sees. <laughs> um The thing about Losing someone isn't the loss, but the absence of afterward. Do you know what I mean? The endless of that. The endlessness of that. I can't actually find it, but I think that's really, like, just a really nice, I don't know, just a really nice moment. Um, and they both lost someone because she lost her sister. Yeah. But she lost her sister, like, she didn't come back. But whether... But, did, did Leah come back? We don't know. We don't know. It's weird. So, this is the thing. I and mean, you never. So, when Leah goes on this like excursion, I don't know what you call it. Excavation, uh, exploration. What's the word? Exhibition. Uh, Exhibition. Expedition. Expedition. That's there it. we go. Is <laughs> oh! that right. Expedition in what? So, yeah. we need to eat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Getting hungry again. <laughs> Getting hungry. <laughs> 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 No, 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 no. Um when they go on this expedition, there's three of them. There's Yelka, Mateo, and Leah. And they slowly start losing their minds. Well, Yelka does very early on. She hears this voice and that the others can't hear. Um, and so she's just a bit like, Why like Yelka's like, Why can't you hear them? What, like surely you can hear this sound? It's driving me mad. Why am I the only one? And basically she escapes, um, and leaves Mateo and um and Leah there on, on their own and it's really interesting because Matteo and Yelka are very they're very different people going in this sort of like experience as they are coming out, Matteo is very much like an atheist, he's not he doesn't have like huge faith in anything um. whereas like Yelka does but by the time they get to the end of this trip and they surface back to the real world or, or not surface in Yelka's case um, Matteo becomes you know quite he finds faith he becomes more mm. spiritual maybe a bit more what's the word um superstitious he starts mm. doing all of these practices and and you would put to those types of things like I said we, we, to keep a faith which is something he heavily criticized Yolka for having and when he does escape he leaves with her rosary which I thought was quite poignant actually how those things can reverse. Yeah, I think yeah, a very, a very like, um, interesting theme of the book, isn't it? Like religion and its and its role. Yeah. In in many cases, yeah. and I think it is interesting that the characters had like a different because I think Leah was like, I'm not religious, really, but I'm not not religious. And wasn't was one of thoughts? them? Yeah, wasn't one of them Catholic? That. um Or maybe that was Yelka or wasn't like a um, maybe yeah. brought up catholic maybe or something like that yeah i think she was like on the fence and then like you had the two other extremes and then i just find that quite interesting because i do think i do think it is interesting to think about how religion if you're not religious how you how it might help you you know yeah. in that sense and like or if you are like the limits to that do you know what I mean yeah like I'm not I dictate very well but I just think it's I, I've really thought that that was there's quite a lot in this book for quite a short book and that's quite a big theme really isn't it like that's quite a big thing that they discuss in the submarine um and with the absence of the outer world you know like there's there's essentially they're in a world with the three of them yeah at that point exactly it's, it's... um yeah there's um a part in the book that I thought was really—it really struck me as well—and I was the only one that was like, "Oh, this really struck me. Oh, that's really weird." Um, it's weird that you thought that. <laughs> it was like, so you know how we talk about maybe Marie's not always the best Korean creator. and they tell this story. There's this like mini—they tell this story about um, a Korean woman who ate some improperly prepared seafood. Um, and subsequently, she went to the doctor complaining of a growth on the inside of her cheek. The doctor, assuming a cyst or fibrous tumour, ordered a biopsy, but on the opening on opening her mouth, they found nothing to indicate cancer. Instead, embedded inside the growth, they found the bodies of 12 tiny organisms squirmed with suckers, each little over a centimetre in length. So it transpired the squid that this woman had eaten had been prepared without first having its organs removed and basically it grew inside her mouth. And so um, they talk about this. Um, for a little bit um, the question is posed what would you have done if you'd found something like that in your mouth whose chapter is this it's movie's chapter so leah asked her, what would you have done And um, he goes she's looking at me seriously now i think my own mouth imagined it filled with things that have no business being there ghost groans of words that died before my tongue could shape them and i just thought And then she said, if I found something like that in my mouth, I would spit it out. And I found that so poignant because Miri and Leah, this whole time, Miri goes without actually saying what's on her mind. So she Mm. talks about forming these words, like the ghost of these words that she wants to say. But she never actually, in the whole time throughout this book, she never actually forms or communicates the things that she needs to say to people. Yeah. So it's funny that she says that she would just spit it out when really and truly, like, meta, like, with, she, she never does ever really spit out what it is that she wants to say to people. And I just thought mm. that was really fantastic. I just thought, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, there's a lot of metaphors. There's like that. loads yeah, of them like that. The whole book's filled yes. with them. I, I, I there's so much there's so much here even like with you know like Kath said there's they talk about this centre and what they do and it's run by this shady guy in jeans and a sports
1: jacket. Which could jacket. be a metaphor
0: for so many things in life, like so many like government, well not necessarily government. Maybe what's the word? Institutions, like what was actually going on, you know, big tech not in like a conspiracy theory way. Yeah, like I don't, I'm not a big i don't really i don't play into many conspiracy theories, conspiracy theories mostly because I, I can't be asked to look into them <laughs> but um i think it is like not a metaphor of conspiracy theories but like for the fact that like there's like secret stuff going on you don't know what what is yeah and like what what could actually be going on who knows so, like, why did they send them down there like what, what, yeah it's true And what's our relationship with the sea as humans, you know, like, you know, do we need to respect it a bit more? Yes, we do. We We clearly don't respect it. And I think that's, that was quite a poignant message. Yeah. I don't always like books that have loads of like, I think, not books that have metaphorical meanings, but like books have loads of metaphors in the text. But I quite like the way that this one does, to be honest. It was just, Um, it was very well executed, I think. Yeah, and if you think about it, there's so much in it. There's, like, romantic relationship. There's a relationship with her mother, Miri's mm-hmm. relationship with her mother. There's Leah's relationship to the sea and to her work. Yes. There's, like, relationships to, like, um, their friends. So Miri and her friend and how she's, like, not very supportive of her friend who loses her sight and stuff. Yeah. Um. And there's all sorts. There's the sister relationship. There's the relationship between colleagues. Um. There's lots like there's lots of relationships and then and then there's lots of themes on top of that, like religion, like grief, etc. Yeah, love, law. It was just uh very well done, like bravo. Yeah, I really liked it. I did yeah. I did struggle with the fact that we didn't know what was happening at the centre. <laughs> That's what he doing. And then, like, he had that watch, and it was the same eye, and the eye looked like the eye of the creature that she meets at the bottom. And Yeah. I think, as well, like, I've read some criticism on the book that it tries to do too much. Okay. Which is interesting, but I never thought that when I read it. I Yeah. And even, like, the mother thing, like, the... Because her mum... It's like ill and won't let her help her or something. I was like, where's this going for ages? But then I realised that they needed the house policy. Yeah. I was like, right. Because <laughs> I was like, if that didn't tie up like that, I'd be like, why are we talking about the relationship with her mother? Like <laughs> She just needed to go here. <laughs> it's just Ugh. a plot. So it's a plot. And <laughs> mm. But yeah. then also, I feel like it informs how Mary is as an adult on the way that. Yeah, people. no, I know. I just felt like but, I felt a bit like, "Where's this girl It's true, you know. Yeah, it's true. Hidden no mummy issue, um, but I definitely read whatever else she produces. To be fair, oh, um, I mean, absolutely. I mean, she'll be working on something, I'm sure. This was a big success. It's just really yeah. what you know. What's the kind of books that I would have expected to be in the women's prize? You know. Yeah, I agree. It's a, yeah, I mean, I mean. I haven't read any of the short lists, so I don't... Maybe, like, a long list stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel... Yeah. I feel like... Possibly. But then there was that pod. Maybe I should read pod. Because that's about the sea, isn't it? <laughs> I'm confused by this book. I think I need to read it, you know? Yeah, you do. Because you need to let us know about the short list. I know, but... If I read all of them, but Marriage Portrait, and Marriage Portrait wins... I'm gonna And the thing is, they, they def they definitely would would just double crown Maggie O'Farrell. I feel like I feel like I can see that happening. Yeah. Personally. I can see that happening too. Or oh, or oh, oh, Barbican's is it she did not she won it before? Yes, she has. I could see one of them just walking away with it. Maybe Maggie O'Farrell walking away with it tomorrow. Black butterflies is my winner at the moment there you go um you should read that one trespassers was good as well but i don't know black buffers started cancel thing about it wow but i think it's because it's a topic maybe that i didn't know as much about yeah they're both set in war basically but different kinds one's like northern Ireland. Yeah, one's in Belfast yeah. and one's in Sarajevo. Is that how you Sarah say it? Aver. In Bosnia and Serbia. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, <clears throat> yes. Oh. But... I'm going to borrow your copy because yeah. I'm on a book buying ban. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, I'm on a book buying ban. I need to uh, finish. I'm reading Lessons in Chemistry. It's taken me a while. Basically, I put it down for like a week and a half because I was just pinching on deadline. Where are you up to? I'm um, like two hundred pages in. I'm okay, you're significant. Yeah, about halfway um, maybe. Yeah, just past halfway now. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's fine. It's fine. I think we should an episode on it. Yeah, there's so much. This almost obviously there's so much commentary on just like a lot of things that you like. It's mm. a good book club episode. So we'll definitely talk about it. Um. But I'm, I'm ready to move on now. I want to finish it and move on to the end. Yeah. And, and it's yeah. literally because, you know, I, it's because I put it down. I think my problem at the moment is because I'm trying to read some of the shortlists. They're all quite heavy. Yeah. I need a tonic. What do you need? Oh, what's a good tonic? I'm going to read The Family Remains, obviously. I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to be there. So, well wow. I'll save it for. anyway we need to go eat so let's leave it there yes um and let us know what episodes let us know actually what episode what, what would you like to hear an episode on we will leave it in the description on Spotify where you can ask questions if you listen to us on Spotify you'll find it there and if not you can hit us up we're bookish pod on all social media and let us know what we should be reading we've got a whole yeah i want to yeah. know what you want to hear yeah i want to know what you want to hear so ask him we shall deliver exactly okay done. Well, right we'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> And that's the app. If you like the episode, please leave us a lovely review, subscribe, and share with your friends, and we'll love you forever. <laughs> Follow us on socials at We Are Bookish Pod. Thanks for listening.